Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lance Curve. I want to talk to you all about something. First of all, for those who are here, let me know if the sound is good. Let me know if the sound is good. I'm going through the phone right now because I want to. <laughs> I want to be away from the desk. I've been doing stuff at the desk all day. So I want to change my surroundings. So I want to go mobile. Just let me know if you can hear me loud and clear. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the more I'm removed from the general population, if you don't know where I am, we'll just understand I'm removed from the general population. And when things are cleared away from your world, you can see better. Understand that if you have a room that's jumbled and full of clutter, the room feels smaller. But when you clear it out, you can see how vast it really is. When you have a life that is destined and prepared and pretty much put into existence for a certain task, a certain destiny, a certain level. And you have entities around you who will bring the smiling face, will find themselves near you because they can see your destiny and your purpose and your light. Well, just like the cluttered room that has so many boxes and bags and things that are in a state of disarray, you can't see everything because there's so much clutter of strange spirits, of wayward entities that carry a vibration and an energy within people who can harbor the envy and jealousy of your light. There's a saying that goes, we're all created equal. Okay, under man's law, I guess that's the truth. But the bottom line is, we're not all created equally. I'm going to say it again. We're all created equal in how we should treat each other in a perfect world. Under man's law. But we're not created equally. Under divine law. In that plane that we don't see but we can feel. Oh, some of us can see. And I can tell you from experience, I can see more now than I've ever seen before. And it's really a good thing. But it's almost like realizing that you walked through a deadly obstacle course that contained minefields that can blow up but you didn't know, but you made it through. And because you made it through, not because you're so great, you made it through because you realized you were guided by something higher. You were protected because there was a light put into you that would be used for a purpose that oftentimes we don't realize what that purpose is. So we go through life feeling strange, 
treated strange. Oh, at first, you're always embraced because the strange character that you are. And that's not a put down, it's actually a compliment. You're not of the cookie cutter personality. You're not coming off an assembly line. You're different. And people will despise you for that. But in you being different, many want to come and sample what you're all about. In this world that we're in, this time period, this planet, this vibration, we quickly learn that it's really a good thing to stick to yourself. Because just like those electric wires that you see hanging on the construction site, you don't know if there's a charge going through them or if there's no charge at all. So you refrain from touching them. Because often in the past, you touched a wire that you were told had no charge in it. But to the delight of those who don't favor you, you touched it and got the shock of your life. That thrilled somebody because they didn't like your light. You see, your light is not artificial. It's not something that they have to run in from the electric company. That if you don't pay the bill, you find yourself without lights. In a dark world that we live in, your light is evident. But the problem is, oftentimes, you don't even see your light. So as you move through life with this light in you that tells the world that you're chosen for something, See, everybody can't be a supervisor on a job. Everybody can't be in administration. Everybody can't be the CEO. Many who work in the mailroom wish to be the CEO, but they don't have the skills to do that. But many CEOs over companies did work in the mailroom and had the skills that they earned through hard work and study, and applying themselves in a good work ethic. But most jobs, as you know it, in America especially, is nothing but the ultimate pyramid scheme. But there's very few on the top, and many people on the bottom. And these people on top will tell you, look at my example. I made it. I worked hard. I was on the bottom like you. But through perseverance, I made it. But what they don't tell you is that system is designed for everybody not to make it. And when you look at this dark world, I'm not saying the planet is dark. It's wonderful in nature. I love nature. Nature is from the creator. And that's a world of light. That's why the man-made engineered world does not want you to have things all natural. This is why the man-made engineered world with their agendas don't want man with woman. This is why the world, worldwide man-made agenda doesn't even want you to freely pick a fruit off of a tree that grows in the wild that he can't get his hands on to manipulate to rob you of the proper nutrition. See, in the dark world, you can't have anything natural. You can't have anything real. And you can't reveal who you are. But when you're from the natural world and that high level and high vibration on the spiritual plane, you can't help but shine your light when you walk amongst the entities of the darkness. But they walk in the sunlight also. They smile also. Those dark entities and spirits and vibrations smile better than you and I. Some of them look so attractive. Some of them say the right things. Some of them are very convincing. And here you are, walking amongst the darkness that you don't quite see yet. Because from where you stand, you want to love everybody. You want to do right by everybody. You want to embrace everybody and bring them in and encourage them 
lift them up. But they don't give a damn about you. Your goodness that saturates to the deepest levels of your heart is an extreme insult to their very essence. But you don't know that. So your enemies will always stare where you wear the crown of a chosen one. Everybody can't be chosen. We have a lot of people who claim to be chosen. And they know they're not. They know it's ego. They know it's all about a show. Because everybody who has that type of mentality wants to be up on the podium to speak truth to power. They want to speak and they want to have everybody listen to them and give them great applause. But that's all they do. They're wordsmiths. They're spin masters. They verbally plagiarize what they see others doing. But they can't do that year in and year out because it's quite an effort. But when you're chosen to do something, it doesn't bedazzle you to express yourself. And you don't have to compete with anybody. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. The bottom line is that you step in a way where your steps are ordered. But they will always stare at you when you wear that crown. So now you go through life and you have situations where you find yourself hurt. You find yourself betrayed. You find yourself around people who are not really sincere in aiding you in your mission as you find it and discover it. So you have to go through lots of hurt to realize that, yes, you are different. And it would be advantageous for you to not congregate with everybody until you vet them. Because you're going to go through trials and tribulations over and over and over and over until you get it. Sometimes you feel as though you don't belong to this world. No. I'm not speaking of suicide. I would never do anything like that. And I wouldn't suggest anybody who goes through realizing that they're here for a mission, something righteous. That's just the way it is. So you learn to enjoy your own company because you realize that not everybody is sincere. It's a lonely walk when you're chosen to do something. And you look back over the years at all of the people who crossed your path, who had the Colgate smile, who had glowing words for you, but you discover that all along they were frauds. So after a while, you begin not to believe in yourself, but you know in yourself. And from all the betrayals that you had to endure, it's confirmation as to who you are. And you draw strength from that. And you say, damn it, if I got to walk alone, I'm going to do this. I'm going to shine out to the world no matter how dark it is, no matter who doesn't like it. I'm going to do what I'm put here to do. Aside from all of the put downs and the mass compliments that look and sound good on the surface, but it's designed to get into you like a time release vitamin and release doubt in your subconscious mind. Oh, yeah, I've been through it, and I know many others who have been through it. But right now, when you know that you're backed by the universe and the one who created you to do a task, do not let anyone try to get in your way. The most they can do is delay you slightly. But is that all you can do? But once you get rid of that baggage of those entities who despise your life, you have the right by universal law to do away with them because they don't understand why you're here. Long after you're gone in the flesh, there are those who will realize that you are different for a reason. They'll never force or let someone force you to doubt yourself, to fit in, 
with their low vibrational, hedonistic, carnal agenda. They will be there. The minute that, for example, that you decide to not hang out on a Friday night with the friends, for the ladies, the girlfriends, for the guys, the fellas, drink beer and just eat pizza and talk and drink liquor and do nothing, and you say that I'm going to start going to the gym. I just want to start just an hour, an hour and a half, maybe four days out of the week, maybe five, and here they come. They'll tell you it's a good thing, but it gets back to you that who do you think you are? You're too old to do that. She has a bad body. He doesn't have a chance to be Mr. Olympia. It doesn't matter. You have to be able to flap your wings wide and fly. Imagine being a caged bird next to the window. And the cage doesn't allow you to extend your wings out all the way and even flap. You got to flap halfway. But the person who technically they say owns you, but they don't really own you. You can't be a bird with wings to fly and somebody own you. You're incarcerated for their pleasure. How many of us are incarcerated for somebody else's pleasure and they keep us in one spot like a caged bird that can't fly, that's haunted? Every day it looks out of the window to see birds that are free, flying high. And they say to themselves, why am I caged? But see, in real life, you got to understand, it's not the cage that's physical. Yes, we have places called jails and prisons where that can be the case. But more people who are on a high spiritual vibration are caged because they've allowed others to put things in their mind to put a cage there that you cannot see. And that's how many of these entities get a thrill from stopping the destiny of that person who's chosen for a task on a divine level and snuffing out their light. They can't stand it because they don't have that light. Not everybody has the light. I'm realizing that more and more. People can talk the light. People can walk the light. People can stand up and position themselves with the holy body language, but every damn person out there ain't got the light. And even when you try to pull away and stay to yourself, you realize that no matter how much you pull away, here they come looking for you, seeking you out. You're not even trying to congregate with these people, but they're always your enemies, will always stare when you wear the crown. When you walk down the street, minding your business, you put your headphones on, they stop what they're doing. And they're fascinated with you. Their existence may be something of, and this, again, I have to say it. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to hold back to just not hurt somebody's feelings. Because we know when you see that six foot ten, eight, uh, 18 year old walking down the street, what do you think? Oh, man, I bet you he's going to be a great basketball player. He may not have the skill, but he has the height. But he can work on the skill and get it. So why wouldn't we encourage him to do that, which could be lucrative for him and his family? Not that sports is the only thing that we can do good. No. When we see somebody who has a propensity for science and formulas and putting things together to create something that, didn't exist before. The ignorant amongst us will get around him and tell him how he doesn't play good baseball, how he can't slam dunk a basketball, how he's not tough enough because he's a little guy and he can get beat up. Try to distract them from their divine destiny because one day somebody is going to have the cure for cancer. Somebody is going to have the cure for AIDS. Yeah, we know that a lot of these things are man-made. We know that. 
But there's always going to be a brilliant mind out there that can turn things around for us. But at the same time, there's always some other force out there to stop us. Example, many of us have said it. We believe that there's a cure for cancer. We believe that there's a cure for AIDS. But Big Pharma doesn't want it that way. They don't want the cure to come because there's too much money in the sickness. So it's lucrative for people to be sick. So on a spiritual level, the negative energy is out there because we have a creator. And we have, I'm not saying negativity is great, but we have great negative forces. And it's orderly. And you think it's not orderly? Look at the world today. I mean, this has got to be an agenda, not even when we hear the, the agenda, we think about LGBTQ, right? We know that's one wing of it. The spider has so many legs. That's one of the legs of the agenda to go against all things natural. But this world, in such a short period of time, if you understand that this thing has changed around so much, and I've always said it, that we... We've always had wars. We've always had high gas prices. I remember back in the 70s, you couldn't get gas unless your license plate, I think it was an even or odd thing, where you had to have even numbers or odd numbers or the last number had to be this or that if you were allowed to have gas or get gas because it was lean back in the day and it was a high price at that particular time. I remember Vietnam vets coming back home, not right in the head, addicted to drugs because they went out there so young that to escape the horrors of war, one year you're in high school, 18 years old, you graduate, you get drafted, 19 years old, boom, you're in a whole different reality. The trajectory was too torturous. So many of them sought to escape by shooting heroin and all different types of drugs. Some of them lost their mind or their sense of morale. They see little girls out there in Vietnam and just go in there and rape them. They became monsters, some of them. When they came back, they couldn't face it. All types of emotional and mental damage that was done from being thrust into a place where they didn't really belong because of someone else's corporate interest and greed to make money off the killing of others and to steal their resources. So when I say that, war is not just what you see them posturing to do now. They're posturing for this and posturing for that. Hell, for all we know, they could be all in cahoots to bring more fear into the world so those unseen entities can have a buffet and feast. Who knows? That's just a thought. That's just a hunch. Because if somebody was going to throw the bomb already, they would have been done it. But we still don't know. They still might do it. They don't care. So when you are chosen for something. You're not supposed to care what anybody thinks because when they see your light, they're going to come at you to put you down, to snuff you out, and you can't let that happen. The worst thing is for you to believe what these people put in your mind to stop you from what you're supposed to do and to never, ever do what you're put here for because you're going to have to answer to that. That's all it is. If you don't do what you're supposed to do on this level, you're never going to feel right. Sometimes there's something where you work tireless, tirelessly toward, day in and day out, and you take pleasure in what you do because you know it resonates with your heart that you're right on track and you have others. Come on, man. Let's go out tonight. Let's go to the titty bar and let's go drinking. And you can't imagine. I'm going to leave my work, my meditation, for something like this, why would I do that? If you want to go ahead and do it, go ahead and do it. Oh, man, something wrong with you. You need to stop that foolishness and come on and live a little bit. Well, how is a person who's already dead going to tell me how to live? When their dead lifestyle produces nothing, and what you do may not be appreciated right now, but it will produce. There's seeds of greatness in all of us. If you walk away from them, that's on you because you're going to have to be accountable. And since we all have seeds of greatness, we've got to realize that all of us are not chosen. That's on a whole different level. 
And that's not ego. That's not narcissism. Because you know it's in your heart you're special. And in this day of low self-esteem, especially with black people, they always want to keep us in a state of low self-esteem because if we thought higher of ourselves, we wouldn't prostitute ourselves out on so many different levels. If we thought higher of ourselves or higher of ourselves, we wouldn't refuse the post, the divine post of holding down manhood and being real men in this world where it's not kosher and it's not in vogue and it's not in fashion to be a real man. But you got to be a flexible male who you don't know what purpose your orifices are for. huh? And you give it up to the world to have anything done to them, to the approval of somebody who wants you down in the dirt. I refuse. I'm a dire man. I'm living as one and I'm going to die as one. Too many of us talk truth behind closed doors and don't mean it. But when we're faced with certain things, we, we you know, we, we, we have to be tolerant. And we, I don't tolerate none of that foolishness. And don't tell me what I'm not here to do. It took me a long time to realize who I am. But I knew there was something to it. I knew there was a reason why. As nice as I try to treat people that they never really, some did and some don't. So I give up on that. I'm through with that. I'm going straight to the path of what I'm put here for. And that's what we have to do. We got to understand that. Because in this dark world, we have the light world, and we have the dark world. And most of us who are spiritually in tune can see them both. We understand. But you can't let people slow you down, especially the enemies with smiling faces who will always stare when you wear the crown. Wear it proudly. Walk tall. Realize that everybody who comes around you is not for you. Now, whether you believe the stories in the Bible or not, whether you believe Jesus existed or not, whatever, right? The bottom line is Judas sat next to him as a person monitoring Jesus' every move and plotted his downfall. Isn't that something? Plotted him and plotted his death. That's amazing. Right next to him. And I began, once I thought about that, and I had a very powerful conversation today that reminded me of all of these things. Reminded me. We all know these things. But sometimes when we hear it from someone else at a particular time, it strikes us a certain way. Every time you strike a match on the side of the box, it doesn't always light up the first time. Sometimes you just can't seem to get it. Maybe your fingers are moist and it can't light up. So you hand the matches to somebody else and on the first strike they hit it. And sometimes there are things that, like that clutter in the room that I spoke about. You can have righteous thoughts in your mind, but it's not put together the right way. And somebody can arrange it in a way where it hits you hard. Have you ever had someone come to your kitchen, a friend, somebody close, and you might be sick. You might have the flu. You might have a broken leg or a sprained ankle. And they want to take the load off of you and say, listen, I'm going to cook a meal for you. Now, you have a variety of things on your cupboards. Different things in your refrigerator, right? But the bottom line is, you don't know what they're going to make. They're going to put something together for you. So you let them. And when they bring you the plate of what they made in your kitchen, you say, whoa, this is good. I could have never made anything like that. But guess what? You had all your ingredients there the whole time. So you got to understand that sometimes it takes a word from somebody externally outside of you, to tell you something about yourself that you had a hint on, but you never really fully embraced. And these are the people that you need around you. In government, yeah, I don't really follow politics, but they have an order. See? And in that order, you have a president. He has a cabinet of advisors. People who are supposed to be in his corner to advise him, he's the president, he's making decisions, but he consults with the cabinet to see if every move is correct and, and good and, and edifying for the country.
that he serves. Now, we know in real life it's not like that. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. So why can't we do that on a spiritual level? We collect people as time goes by. And we might meet somebody in middle school, junior high school. We meet a lot of people there. But it might be the one or two that stick with us through life. I'm blessed to have friends that I know from many years ago, <laughs> many decades ago. I have a friend that I speak to frequently. Three or four days can't go by, but we can't talk on the phone for a long time on positive things. And I met him in 1969 when I was six years old. I have another friend. He's very busy. We may not speak, but for every two weeks, I met him in 1971. I have another two or three friends that I met in 75, 76. Some of you know the names of them that come here in the chat room. I know them from that time. I have friends that I've known for over 50 years. And when two more years come, I have a more of a handful that I've known. So how are these people who are fraudulent asses going to infiltrate my world when I got real people that knew my parents and knew my mother, knew my father, and I knew their parents too. And I knew all of their family, and sometimes they transitioned. I got friends so close, they can joke about my mama and my father in a way that's decent, but there are differences in the things that we've been through through life. That warms my heart over. I got a team with me, and I really appreciate them because if I ever go to them to ask them anything, they will tell me with brutal honesty. They will be brutally honest with me. So you can't forget who you are. And when they begin to see who you are, those in your corner will always boost you. They'll correct you if you need it, but they'll always boost you. And they will never have to stare at you in envy because they will let you know, you're my friend and I love you, but I always knew you were special. You always had something about you that I knew that you were on a divine trajectory to doing something great. Great where the world may not acknowledge it. Because the dark world is never going to acknowledge what you accomplish. But they'll stare off in the shadows and they'll grit their teeth and they're mad that you're shining. Shining coming up from the mud sometime where maybe you weren't rich. Maybe you weren't educated in the finest schools. Maybe your bank account is crying. You don't have much, but they can still see something in you. And it's their life mission to snuff your light out. Understand that. Understand that. Like they said, with Jesus. Man, I'm just talking it. We're talking principle here. You had Judas next to him. Judas. His boon coon. His hangout buddy. The one who was closest to him. All the while plotting his death. You have mothers who despise their daughters. Fathers who despise their sons. Why is it like that? So if a father can despise his son, sometimes it's because the son is a splitting image of him and the father's getting older and he sees the strength and the handsome looks and the intellect and how women are attracted to the son. And he ain't ready to let go yet. He's a middle-aged man getting older and he wants to still have a little fun. But it's, that time is over. We get envious over petty, stupid things. Don't accept life if you can't accept transition. There's a time and season for everything. There's a time and season for the things that I did in the past, and I'm glad I let those things go because I can't think the way I do now if I hold on to those things. Yes, I'm still a man, but I'm a man's man now. I'm not just a male. And if you ask me, I never really was, although I acted as a male many times on a lower vibration. But that's okay. It's not where you've been. It's where you at, right? I got to say it that way, not even to try to say it in proper English. It's not where you've been, but it's where you at. And where I'm at now is a place that I would never want to lose my grip because I was protected for so long, went through so much, but now... I realize, I realize the Judases that were around me. 
I'm not even mad at them because they played a role because I'm still here. Judas had Jesus set up, and I've been set up, but I was also protected because I'm going to be here to do what it is that I have to do. And I am special. And I want to want you who are to say the same thing. Look in the mirror. It ain't me just saying it about me. I want you to say it about yourself. You come this far in this life. Other people that you know and love have transitioned, died, killed, run over by a car, had a stroke and a heart attack, Drug overdose, all kind of things. And guess what? You're still here. You're here for a reason. I'm not saying that they weren't. But if you focus and meditate on why you should move forward and what your purpose is, you'll be okay. Because if you run away from your purpose, you'll lose the protection. This is what I understand when I walk through life. Because there's no way me, as Lance Skirvin, a.k.a. Lance Skirv, should still be here with all of this juice in my fruit, with all of this energy in my tank and fuel. Well, why am I preserved? Why am I here? Some of us fall. Some of us transition because we did our job. Rest in peace, Michael Hamer, my brother. Rest in peace, Brother Holler. Rest in peace, Sean Lewis. He's done a couple of shows with me. He was one of my best friends. Met him driving the bus. Mr. Crimson. That's his name on his channel. And you can search him on the channel and listen to his wisdom. And he was about 15 years, maybe 18 years younger than me. But when he spoke, I listened. And he always told me, always told me, no matter what, Lance, you may not be where you're supposed to be, but keep doing what you're doing. He used to tell me that, man. And I never knew why he kept drilling that thing in my head. Because he saw something in me. And when people see something in you and want to fortify it with a kind, powerful word, you have to follow through. Because there are certain people who are not going to bullshit you. They're not going to just come and just want to have a few words to say and that's it. Every time, for the years that I've known him, he always ended the conversation or said it in the conversation. Sometimes he's in the middle of making a point, and he'd turn around and say, Lance, keep doing what you're doing. Don't you ever stop. And I was preparing to do a show. It was June of 2020. You all know now, we left America in September. And he was patiently awaiting to find when we would leave because there were so many things that he was looking forward to. And he got a lot of inspiration from me. And I got a lot of inspiration and guidance from him. He was into music. He had all the studio equipment and mixes that you'd want to see. And he never produced anything of note that the world saw, but he had so much under wraps that he was ready to reveal at the right time. I mean, he had a mixer that was probably about 15 feet wide. I said, man, how did you get this thing in your apartment? And he had another one the same size in the other room. This man was into what he was doing. And he would help me with certain things, with audio, and teach me different concepts. He even gave me a book about branding and the proper colors of branding and all these different things. We'd have long discussions where I learned so much, I could have said, man, I'm older than you. You can't tell me nothing. This brother was brilliant. Brilliant. And I was on my way to the backyard. We stayed with family when the borders of Ghana were locked down. And so I was still going to do my thing. Thought I was going to be out of the country. But month after month, we had to keep pushing the tickets back until they opened up eventually. So we were in limbo, but that's okay because I have something to do every day from my heart. I'm going to share the download. So I was on my way to the backyard. I'll never forget it. One of my monopods that I still use now and have now, I love that monopod. I don't get into idol worship, but that little piece of equipment, man, is so 
I have tripods and all kind of stuff, right? You've seen it. Maybe you've seen it on some of the shows or whatever. But that one monopod, I was going to the back to sit down in the chair and talk about something. And as I was on my way to the back, I got a call. And I ain't going to lie. I said, who's calling me now? I'm about to do a show. It was going to be a recording. I didn't recognize the number. A lot of times I get prank calls because my number is all over the world. But from now on, leave a message. I'm not going to always pick up because there are people out there that want to say nasty things or threaten you and stuff. I'm not scared of that. I want to keep my mind straight. Well, something told me to pick this up. I picked the phone call up, and it was Sean's brother. But I didn't know his voice over the phone. I met him maybe two or three times. But it wasn't a voice I recognized, especially over the phone. So I said, hello, and he said, Lance, this is Sean's brother. Oh, man, it's just like when I got the word about Brother Mike Hamer the other week. And his daughter, I won't say her first name, but she called and she said, is this Brother Lance? And I said, yes, it is. She said, this is Michael Hamer's daughter. Same thing. Not that she couldn't call me, but I knew what she was calling me about. The same way I knew that something happened with my brother Sean, I didn't know that he transitioned and it was sudden. You know, sometimes when, you know, we live a life that's sedentary and we don't move around as much and we're young, but sometimes we have to move our bodies as much as we move our minds. That's all I'll say. I said, okay. He said he's going to call me back. He has a lot of calls to make. So I took my monopod and I sat there in the backyard and I cried. And at the same time, every, every time somebody around me transitions, that feeds into me, I can't help but think what their basic positioning was to me in my life and the things that they said. And I couldn't help it but hear them say, Lance, don't stop doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And I sat there and I broke down. Nobody was around me. I wiped my face. And the whole subject matter of what I wanted to talk about changed. And I spoke about that. And I said on that video, which was a recording of what just happened, I held myself together and I kind of segued into the original topic after giving him his props. But when somebody who is special like that, who is chosen in their own right, to do what they're doing. And they think so highly of you, don't take that so lightly. Because oftentimes you'll find people in your midst who are, who are playing with you. It's like a tug of war. You have the negative-based people pulling on one leg or arm, and you have the positive people, and it may not be as much. It might be two or three pulling one arm, and it might be 17, 50, 80. Not that that many people can pull your arm, but you'll have that amount coming at you because they see your light and they want to snuff it out because your light makes them realize how much darkness they, they live in. Your light shows them up. Your hard work makes them see how lazy they really are. So you got to understand that. This is the way it is. And there comes a point where when I see people who transition, I don't know the full mission of what they were put here to do, but I meditate on it. And as much as I may know of their life, I think of their life. And I say to the creator for me, please let me finish what I'm put here to do. Please send somebody to me. If I'm going off the path on my own uh, 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 lowly wisdom, yeah, we can get full of ourselves sometimes. But I know that whatever it is I know, it came to me divinely. I don't know all this stuff. I never studied all of this stuff. I never went to any school of theology. I mean, I don't even know the Bible. I just know what I remember from going to church when I was in single-digit ages to tweens. After that, I ain't want to go no more. <laughs> right? I learned life lessons. Human nature teaches me every day. Nature teaches me every day. I go sit out in the yard or look over into the balconies and 
I learn a lesson every time. Every time. In nature. I learn advanced things. Even just being in nature under the sun, things come to you. Answers to problems and challenges that I had many decades ago, the answer comes to me. You see what I mean? But I always ask and I say, listen, please let me finish. Please let me transition empty. I don't want to leave this plane without doing what it is that I have to do. And I don't mind going through the crap to get it done. I try my best to avoid it, but I do my best to keep it going. Whatever it is that I have to do. If I'm ordered to never go online again, Lance, go deeper in the mountains for the next 10 years and come back when you're 70 years old. If that's what hits me, that's what's going to happen. I'm totally submissive to that divine vibration. Too many of us get caught up in the egos and the competition and the grudges and the little idiosyncrasies. I don't want to be bothered with that, and I'm not going to let nobody pull me into that because it's a waste of damn time. Because like I always say, if you have the luxury of a transition bed, a.k.a. deathbed, you're blessed to have that. Because at least you have time to make amends within yourself and say, Creator, please forgive me for the time that I wasted. Please forgive me for the venom that I had in my heart toward another person who was trying to do good. Please forgive me for me accusing another person of something that they're not guilty of. Please forgive me for being envious of some material possession that they had or, or some type of talent that they had or the mate that they have or the good blessings that they have. Please forgive me. I can't leave out like this. Well, if you have the luxury of a deathbed, let's just call it a deathbed because those negative things are going to die. And they're going to stay right here. And you have to go on. And you may not ascend. You may not have enough good stuff in you to ascend, but you carried around all this negative baggage that you can't take with you because the afterlife don't want that stuff. So if you hold on to it all through your life, you're not ascending. You better take flight before the runway runs out. You don't taxi down the runway until you fall off into the little lake. You know, they always got to have somebody or water around the airport. So they say, this is what they say. So you can take lift off easy for some reason. I'm going to study that. But I noticed that there's always near the runway somebody or water, no matter how small it is. But do you want to walk around with that and clog your, your life up? And you can't vibrate at your highest? I remember as a kid, my mother would make iced tea or lemonade. I liked the iced tea. And I would be out there playing with my friend Carlos, Craig Bastion, Lucius Bastion, Elton, Wayne Lloyd, huh? Angelo, who I still talk to to this day, and I'm going to give a call to tonight. And we would get thirsty. And my mother wouldn't just make the iced tea or lemonade for me. She had several pitches. And they knew it was time. She'd call my name and we'd all go running, sweating, not stinking because we were clean, but we were sweating. Hot summer days in the early 70s, middle 70s. And we'd go in there and it was total silence. And all you saw was Adam's apples jumping up and down because we had the cup to our head. <laughs> we were drinking. And it felt so good to vibrate that way. That was a physical thing. You're hot and you're sweaty and you're drinking. So why can't we drink in the goodness of life and vibrate like that and take joy that we're alive to vibrate with each other and build with each other and lift each other up? And just because one person is chosen for a certain task doesn't mean that if you clear the cobwebs of dysfunction inside of you that you can't do the same thing too. The world may acknowledge the next one more, but the team behind them May have been the reason for him going there. The president is the faceplate of all things that go on in the country, right? Not really. But the cabinet, you got to watch them jokers. They're the ones whispering in his ears. Who's whispering in your ear? Who's guiding you? Who's the one helping you to make decisions about your life that may not be too good because they hate your life? Even the ones that don't even know you. They don't even have to know you. You could be walking down the street and they're inside of a 
Starbucks, sipping on coffee, and their eyes catch your eyes, and they look at you and automatically dislike you. Do you want to be that way? What a way to live your life. And you look up reasons to have confrontations with these people. You, they're having a confrontation with, and they don't like you for whatever reason, because they can feel the vibration. If you walk around here hot and funky and didn't wash in seven days, you ain't going to dig the person who has going to perfume and clean. Maybe you do and say, hey, listen, could you help me get a shower? But some people are so caught up in their foolishness, they don't want that spiritual shower. You got to be careful who's around you now, more so than ever before. There's so many Decepticons out here. There's so many people who, they get near you and they're so, they talk so good. They talk so good. Look, we have colon cleansers. We have fruits and different things that we can eat to clean out our bodies, to clean out your colon. Because when you don't clean out your colon, certain diseases can manifest. If you don't dump out the garbage in your body, we have feces that doesn't leave the body. And we reabsorb it. It becomes toxic. So you got to clean out. Well, guess what? On the mental, spiritual, and physical level, we know the physical. On a mental level, you need a break sometime to break the rhythm so you can come back to do your task on this divine level more efficiently. But on a spiritual level, oh, man, a lot of us have these sexually transmitted diseases, but we have these spiritually transmitted demons. Soul ties. You don't have to have sex with somebody to have a soul tie. That's just my opinion which to me is my fact, but that's what I know. If you're around somebody enough and they ain't right, well, it's just a matter of time before you ain't right or you're compromised. So that's why you have to put your foot down, see your path. If you don't follow along with encouraging me, you don't have to follow me. I'm nobody's God, but follow along and respect me for my path just the same way I will do for you. And no matter where the path leads me, I will never forget you. You can always come along, just as the same way if you're proper and you're doing your divine duty, I can come along with you. So no matter how much the distance it is between us, we're all on the same team. But we can only be on the same team when we wear our individual crowns, walk tall, and follow through with our divine mission. And that's what it's all about. Yes, yes. Marvin Banks, you're on Facebook. You know, nobody can see you on YouTube. I'm just announcing that you're there. You know, everybody else, I was kind of looking off into space. I'm on the phone. The lights are out. The room is dark. <laughs> Got the lights out. And I'm just speaking from the heart. No script. Made a little banner, all these staring faces. And that's it. But please understand that there are people possibly around you that want you wiped off the face of this earth simply because of your light. They despise it. But see, they weren't given that light or any light because there's some people, I'm going to say it this way, there's some people we all know that's always perpetually broke. But the minute they get that, that uh, tax return check, they're a millionaire. They're arrogant. They're pushing themselves, their chest up like, like they own the world. And this is why they don't get blessed because the creator knows that if you're blessed with something, you're not going to remain as you are. You're going to change, and it's going to become an ego thing. So this is why you have not to be lowly, no, but to always be a servant and be in servitude with the gifts that you have. But once you start to think, and yes, you can make a profit off of the skills you have. If you're an excellent shoemaker, what you would do, make free shoes and stars? No. you got to make some money because we're in this system, right? If I was to ever come into a huge amount of money, I would look around to the people who are chosen, the people who have skills that I can help to bring them up on a higher level. But the evil forces of this world don't want to see you thrive. They want to see you dead. You can't play with these entities. They may do little things and show their hand, but they show their hand on one level in a little way. Trust me, there's a whole lot more coming. Because of what they hold in their heart, you'd be surprised the thoughts that they think. Anyway, I just want to say it's good talking to you. Thank you so much for 
enduring this rant. I'm going to do a lot more of these freestyle. Hell, ask the <laughs> Dr. Day. She might be on for two hours, three hours, five hours. We don't know. We're going to rock with her. She's going to come on in one hour and uh, two minutes. I'm going to freshen myself up and get prepared for that. And I just want to say what a joy it is to speak with everybody here. And like I said, the isolation has brought me, and it's not isolation like I'm way up somewhere in the Aleutian Islands or way up on Mount Everest somewhere, but just the whole change of atmosphere and the vibration that has allowed me to clear away so much to get into myself, not in a selfish way, but to excavate the gold that the Creator put inside me for the world so I can share to motivate somebody. That's all it is now. Again, I thank Michael Hamer, my brother Holla, and all those who have come on the show of transition, because there's a few more you may not remember. But we all have our run on this level. And you got to want to affect your children, your community, your friends, if you have some. If they reject you and ridicule you, they're, they're not your friend. Even when they don't understand all the way, they'll be like, listen, I don't understand, but I'm part of your crew, and I'm going to rock with you because you're not doing anything negative. I don't understand the full... <sighs> the full spectrum of what you're doing. But I know it's leading you somewhere. You see, we have this thing inside of us, but we reject it because we want to be a part of this world. When I say the world, I, I love being in the world. I love being out in the country. I love walking down a country mountainside and all that stuff. I'm a New York City boy. I enjoy being in the city too. When the time comes, I will be there. Enjoying the high buildings and all the noise and the ambulances and Everything, I don't want to get myself in danger, but I kind of still like that stuff. But I'm, fil I'm full of it. I don't need that. I need not to look outside externally like so many of us do. And we look outside of ourselves all our life. I'm looking for Jesus. He's going to come and he's going to make it right. Well, I guess you're living in the wrong situation your whole life because people are born and they die and they've never seen Jesus. That thing that they call Jesus is something divinely put inside of you. Never forget that. But we feel as though we're blaspheming somebody. The indoctrination from religion to control us. The education that we're taught. The miseducation. The indoctrination. So we're led the wrong way. Here we are with, with, with gold and silver and, and, and vaults full of money. I'm not saying the physical money now. In a vault in our house. And we out on the corner begging not knowing what we have. Ain't that sad? The answer to everything has been put on the inside. Do you see a seed crawl about the ground? After somebody plants it in the earth and, and, and puts a little moisture to it with a little water, not too much, a little water in the warm soil, the sun shining down in it, and the, the seed comes out the ground. I don't have what it takes to grow a plant. I need to go down to Home Depot or Lowe's or some store. I got to get something extra. No, you're made complete. Give it some time. Keep yourself in the right environment, unbothered. Stop allowing your subconscious mind and your conscious mind to be bothered by people that you tell things to. Tell them all your business. Tell them some of your business. I was always guilty of that. Being nice and telling people what you're going to do. And they say, mm-hmm, you ain't going to do it. Because now I know what you want to do. And I'm going to get in your way to making it happen. And instead of taking their energy to motivate somebody else or aid you as you will aid them because you have a pure heart. But not everybody is pure. So many people, I have been disappointed at this. Nah, man, I got to take a purge. I got to get that spiritual colon cleanser. I got to get the spiritual x and wash all of these things out of me so I can function properly to do what it is that I have to do in this life. I just want to say thank you all for being here. Dr. Day is going to be on in 58 minutes, a little less than an hour. Just enough time for me to get freshened up. <laughs> I'm a little sweaty. I don't know whose nostrils I'll offend. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freshen up and, and, and shave this bald head and shave my body. And, and No, not my body. I'm not saying wash my body. Yeah, I need some food, man. I'm talking crazy out my head. <laughs> shave my body. I'm not bodybuilder no more. Anyway, 
Y'all take care. Thank you for being here. Leave your comments, like, share, and subscribe. Remember to always go to landscurve.com. That's an independent blog, website, whatever you want to call it. It has the 22 and a half, almost 23 years of work that we have put into it, artwork, articles, you know, the videos, just all kind of stuff. There are other categories of things that I'm going to be getting into, um, some leaning toward the adult, some leaning toward, you know, full range. I'm going to let the full range of creativity and the things that I see out. I don't think I'm all that. I know I'm chosen to do what I do, but I'm a humble servant of the people, and I do this stuff not for ego. I just do it out of the love of my heart, and it's the right thing to do because so many people, parents included, thank the creator for the parents he gave me and all the people that fed into me that allow me to be strong, even though the assaults on my spirit and mind continue, I'm going to be the winner at the end of the day. Just the same way that you're going to be the winner at the end of the day. Hold your head up. Know you're chosen. Even when you don't know what it is that you're supposed to do, keep on stepping. You'll find out. Trust me. And when you do, be ready for the battle. Anyway, take care. We're going to get ready for Dr. Day right here on Lance Curve. In about less than an hour. Peace out. Thank you so much.